Friday afternoon. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. You guys have been awesome all week long. Seriously, my Twitter timeline is blowing up. You guys have been great. I'm asking that question. I just asked it. Would you? Are you that desperate for sports that you would be willing to go to Dodger Stadium, sit in your car, watch the game on a video board, and, and that's your satisfaction of, I'm there. I'm at the game. I can, I can feel it. I can smell it. I can touch it. I'm in the parking lot. They cleared out all the COVID testing of Dodger Stadium, and let's go watch a game. I'm going to talk about that and a, lo- a lot of other stuff here related to Major League Baseball with Matt Vaskersian from ESPN's Sunday Night Baseball, who is standing by right now and joins me here on 710 ESPN. Hey, Matty V. Scotty, I'm actually, uh, I am driving right now to uh, MLB Network in uh, northern New Jersey through Hurricane Bay. So the thought of actually sitting outside at Dodger Stadium on a warm, breezy night with a big video screen and a, and a game up, it sounds like position A for me compared to what I'm in the midst of right now. Yes, I would do that in a heartbeat. So, so it's so funny. You know, we all have had to learn how to make adjustments to broadcasting. It sounds like you're still going into the, the head facilities, you know, headquarters. Uh, I'm sitting here just a few minutes ago. I built this studio in my house in late October of last year. Who knew I would need it? And the landscapers just show up. I'm like, yo, man, I'm on 710 ESPN. I can't have a lawnmower <laughs> blasting in my background. Uh, the foibles that we've all gone through from our home broadcast setups, everything from learning how to not light ourselves so we look like Vincent Price in some horror movie to, uh, you know, muting the dog, muting the kid, the gardeners. Yeah, I mean, it's been imperfect, but I mean, I, I'm pretty grateful that we've been able to do something during this, this uh, ordinarily, you know, would have been a terribly boring time. Yeah, I know. You're exactly right. We're talking to Matt Vaskersian from ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. So just explain, if you don't mind, before we get too deep into it, what are the plans for you when you broadcast games on ESPN? Um, Are you going to be in a studio somewhere? Are you going to be on site? Will you be in home? What's going to happen? It's evolving. Um, I'm, I'm, this is not official yet. Nobody's told me this for sure, but I'm led to believe that we'll be based in Bristol. Um, there was some thought toward a, a home studio setup because, you know, we're all in different parts of the country, and, and they did get some experience at ESPN dealing with, with that with the Korean Baseball Organization, their KBO package, that, by the way, they will continue to run even when Major League Baseball starts on July 23rd because they, they are obligated to finish out their commitment there, which I think is admirable. Um, but I, I think we'll probably be uh, in the studio to start the season, but n- nobody has made anything real crystal clear, and I think every conversation that, that I've been privy to, um, it, the, uh, the right to change our minds is often discussed, and maybe the hope is, I know everybody would prefer being at the ballpark for some immediacy and for some actual feel. And if, uh, you know, if the climate is right and things are okay in New York and New Jersey and Connecticut now, maybe we get to some of the games in the Northeast by the end of the season. But, uh, you know, certainly we're a long way away from anybody saying that that's for sure. Matt Vaskersian from Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN from the Major League Baseball Network. So, Matt, what do you make of these guys um, and the situation that we find ourselves in? And, and so some guys are like, yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm playing. And then now you start to see guys saying, I'm, I'm not going to play. Like, for example, the Dodgers play the Giants on the opening night 
By the way, is that your game? It is, yeah. Um, actually, wait a minute. We have Dodgers-Giants on uh, the Friday. Opening game on the, thir- on the 23rd, we have uh, Nationals-Yankees. Okay. And then the following day, um, I think we've got Dodgers-Giants. Or is it Sunday? No, no, I'm sorry. It's Sunday. It's the first Sunday. Yes. Well, either way, you don't have to jump on a plane and get anywhere. You can just be wherever you're going to be. Um, and, and that's what that's what these other you know guys have been doing. But I, back to the original question is, you, David Price has opted out. Today, the big story, Buster Posey, and that's relative to the Giants and the Dodgers opening series. So just give me an opinion. What, what do you think about where we are, where players are having to make these kinds of decisions? You know, I think it's understandable for a guy like David Price for a guy like Ryan Zimmerman, who has made his money. In the case of David Price, there's more guaranteed money coming as soon as this all changes and we get back to normalcy next year. He's still in the middle of a long deal. Um, Ryan Zimmerman's made a ton of money. He won a World Series last year. And if it doesn't sound like something that he's comfortable with, which for him it it, it isn't, or anything that he would enjoy, um, why not sit out a year? The problem is for a guy like Zimmerman specifically, like he's an older player, not sure how many phone calls are going to come when he's a year older next year, having not played for over uh, 18 months or whatever the time frame will be. But I think he's probably weighed all that stuff and he's comfortable with it. He's also said he'd like to play again. It's not a retirement announcement. For Buster Posey, it's a little different because he is one of the last remaining stars on a rebuilding team, and we'd all agree that the Giants are far from uh, being considered a, a World Series contender this year. So you lose his marquee value, you lose his leadership in a younger clubhouse, and it's the same story, right? The guy's got rings and all-star appearances and, and trophies galore, and, and money is not a problem either. He's also got young kids. It becomes a pretty easy decision for people to understand. There's not a, it's not a coincidence that the younger players that haven't made their money, that don't have families, are, for the most part, okay signing up for this. I'm with you. I, I, I've been saying for a long time that I thought that the guys who have already made the really big money will choose not to play this year. I mean, we've been listening to Mike Trout talk about how unsure he is and about having a young family, and Posey's certainly talking about that part of it as well. You hear a guy like Mookie Betts who, who's talking about there's discomfort in the testing thus far, but there's also talk about he needs this year of service time so that he can get to free agency. I mean, every guy has to kind of try and figure out whether or not this 60-game season is worth it for them. Yeah, and, you know, here's the concern. And, and correct, don't correct, I mean, don't mis- mistake this. If Mike Trout doesn't play this year, if he opts out, that's going to be a big deal. And it's one thing to lose guys like Ian Desmond and, and Ryan Zimmerman and Buster Posey, who are all all-star caliber players. But when the guy who is the supposed face of baseball decides to you know, pull out, then you've got an even bigger issue. But for me, the biggest issue is this, Scott. If a team gets out of the gate badly, and it's, uh, it's not a team that was expected to compete for a World Series title to begin with, Let's say the Royals, the Tigers, what few veterans are there in Detroit, the Pirates, a team like that. If they start 5-20 and 20, and there's a veteran guy on that team that's making a bunch of money that's already kind of had his share of the limelight, 
you, you risk guys opting out mid-season, which is a completely different PR animal than a guy who unfortunately would test positive during the season. If a guy if a guy decides to bail because things aren't going right and it isn't as fun being on the road anymore, that for me is the biggest pratfall, the biggest problem uh, that faces baseball coming up in the next few months. All right, we're talking to Matt Vaskersian. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Matty V is the host of Sunday Night Baseball. I say the host. I mean, he's the play-by-play man of Sunday Night Baseball. Works in the same booth with Alex Rodriguez. I want to ask you, I think you become friendly with people when you work with them in close quarters. You and A-Rod work together an awful lot. You tell me. By the way, Matt, I don't know if you can hear this. I know you're driving through a hurricane, but the landscaper has come right outside my window. I mean, he's right here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear it because it's raining like crazy. I mean, this is the dumbest interview I think you and I have ever done with you in the middle of a landscape uh, disaster and me driving through a hurricane. That's, yeah, that's I mean, how much you, I enjoy talking to you. you gotta see, i got to take a picture of this and tweet this. I swear to God, he, the dude is right here, and I love him, and I appreciate him in a big, big way. But, I mean, right now it's like I, 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 mean, I, I want the, the porch to be cleaned off, but I kind of need to concentrate on talking to Matt Vaskersian. Let me ask you this. You and A-Rod work together very closely. Are you going to be on the invite list? Have you been invited? Are you going to go to the A-Rod J-Lo wedding? <laughs> uh, you know, he has got, there are many, many mouths to feed in uh, Alex and Jennifer's relationship. They have so many uh, business interests, so many lifelong friends that they're still very close with. Alex is still very close with a lot of his childhood friends. In fact, he employs a number of them with his corporation. Um, I, I would never expect to be invited to something like that. If uh, if I was, I'd be certainly excited to go. My wife more so, uh, because she, <laughs> she worships the ground the guy walks on. She loves Alex, and, and yeah, I, I mean, I don't think we've really we haven't spent a lot of time thinking about that. But um, if it happens, it'd be great. It'd be awesome. I would just wonder what I would get them. I don't know what kind of wedding gift you give Alex and Jennifer. No, you can't give them anything. There's nothing you can give them. When you have like wealthy friends and you go to their weddings and you know they don't need anything, you do things like you know I'm gonna plant I'm gonna plant a dozen trees in Armenia and in your honor, right? You do that's those nice. symbolic things. Yeah. Um, I don't think a dozen trees in Armenia are really gonna move the needle for Alex and Jennifer either. <laughs> so I'm not sure what I would get them. I had a friend who I one time, he's a very wealthy guy, and I had this exact same dilemma, and I was like, there's nothing I could possibly give this guy. So I bought him a three-pack of white Hanes um, undershirts. You know what I mean? The kind of shirts that are like tank top undershirts. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, sure. And he got the Hanes undershirts, and he looked at them, and he said, why did you get me this? And I said, because I think it's the only thing you don't have. (laughs) Very thoughtful of you. Really? Yeah. I mean, I thought it you was were going to say you, 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 you gave the guy a stake in one of your claimers at, uh, at Del Mar. But that no. went the shirt, shirt route. Okay. By the way, you, you're going to love this. You know, we're talking to Matt Vaskersian from Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Matt, today is opening day at Del Mar. I mean, Santa Anita's done. Los Sal's done. I mean, the, the horses move around. I know not everybody's into it, but I am because I have a horse running in the, in the glass race today. Horse's name is Julius. Do not bet on my horse today. But, Matt, <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is how sports have changed, dude. Opening day is everybody in Southern California descends upon Del Mar. And uh, on a day like today, opening day, nobody, just horses and jockeys. 
that that really hits home, man. Like it, there's always, you know, it's bad, but then there's that one event that gets crunched, like opening day at Del Mar, which just it gives you even deeper perspective on how badly life stinks without our sports. I mean, that's look, you you've gone to more of those than I have for sure. And that is, I mean, that's showtime. That is everybody wearing their Sunday best and cocktails and laughs and good times. And, uh, wow, it's that, what a shame. What a I shame. I know. Well, you see, this is the whole thing. We're talking about Vaskersian from ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. The thing is that sports are so different now. I wonder when the Dodgers play the Astros, when, when the Dodgers face off with the Astros, is everything forgotten now just because time has lapsed? And, and it's like, look, it's only 60 games. It, it's a short season. It's a sprint, not a marathon, blah, blah, blah. Look, we can't go fighting these guys this year. We can't go plunking these guys. Do the Dodgers not go after and police baseball when they take on the Astros? Has it been too long, Matt? I don't think it's been too long because while, you know, a lot of that was really much more ignitable in the fan bases than it was in the clubhouses, the players took on such a prominent role in the junk talk over the winter that, you know, I don't think Carlos Correa is going to forget about the things that Cody Bellinger said and vice versa. And I don't think Justin Turner is going to forget about, what it is they think that uh, Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve may have been up to. I, I don't think it's forgotten. But I, I'm one that never thought I, I, that it was going to land in this beanball war that a lot of people kind of drew a connection to. I did not think that was going to happen, even if the season had started as scheduled with fans in the ballpark. Maybe one, maybe. But I, I would have... I would have laid three to one the other way. I, I didn't think anybody was going to get drilled. Uh, and, and it, you know, again, in the fan bases, it's a different story. When it comes down to how guys compete on the field, uh, they don't like each other, but it doesn't mean they're going to throw at each other. Matt Vaskersian on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Are you um, are you watching any of this KBO baseball on ESPN? I've watched. I've been in and out of it for a while just because I want to see how it is um, we ESPN is producing it. And I think they've done a really good job in really what is a difficult assignment to try to present a league for which there was very little knowledge, for which there's very little info to begin with, um, and, and the guy that makes it all happen is is uh, my friend and colleague, Boog Shambi. I mean, if they didn't have Boog kind of personalizing it and making it fun to watch, uh, it, it may be uh, – it may have turned into a tougher assignment. But he's great. And, look, they figured out pretty early in the production that you can't be a slave to every pitch for a league that, that there's no familiarity with. So if that means you're taking phone calls – literal Skype calls, FaceTime calls during the play-by-play and putting that guy's face in the top right-hand corner of the screen. And if it's a relevant guest, somebody that's played in Korea, somebody that has experience with the players there, that's an enhancement to the telecast that uh, that they they figured out in short order wasn't just an enhancement. It became a necessity. 
and I've I've enjoyed it. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to claim that I've watched every inning, but when I've been in and out of that, uh, Boog makes me smile, and I've I've enjoyed watching live baseball. I'm glad you said all of that, and I'm glad you mentioned Boog Shambi. He was on the show earlier this week, and I told him that I was unfamiliar with the fact that he was actually broadcasting these Korean baseball games from his home. I didn't know. And he said, well, what, what's the deal, dude? Like, you invite me on the show, and you don't have any idea, like, what exactly it is that I'm doing? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, the games are on at 2.30 in the morning Pacific time. And he said, well, I'll tell you what. He said, I'll tell you what. He said, why don't you wake up this morning, 2.30 in the morning, you show me that you're watching, and I'll give you a big giant shout out on the KBO baseball broadcast. Now, Matt, this is right up your alley. You're going to love this. I'm going to play this for you. Listen to the background noise. L- listen to how they pipe in crowd noise. Here's your man, Boog Shambi, on KBO baseball in the middle of the night Pacific time. Take a listen to this. So, Eduardo, yesterday I was on a radio show with my buddy Scott Kaplan out 710. 710- ESPN Los Angeles and he was interrogating me on KBO baseball so I made him get up this morning to watch. No, is he up? Yeah. He's, he's in up. L- that, where, oh, he's up. He? Right in LA? Now. He's in LA. Oh. Or as he likes to say it, the southern part of LA, San Diego. <laughs> Maybe you should go have some breakfast with Sut. I know Sut is not up. Oh my gosh, Sut is so not up. Matty V, what do you think about that? I know Sut was not up, but how about your boy Book? He's the best. He, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> Boog has conducted that play-by-play booth, if you will, almost like it's a call-in request show on Top Forty Radio, right? <laughs> He's doing birthday shout-outs, and it's the it's the only option. It's, it's what you do in a circumstance like that. Uh, you know, in terms of the crowd noise, I think they kind of found the sweet spot of of making it sound more like a real game without having it sound fake. And that's, that's a tough balance because I was one that thought maybe one of the positives from these empty stadium scenarios is that we will stumble on some really great, authentic, intimate conversations. And no, we don't want to broadcast you know, game strategy or the kind of conversations that are going to ruin someone's life. But if, if we get Anthony Rizzo at first base and um, a runner aboard – and they're playing with each other a little bit, talking. What a great thing that is to eavesdrop on. I would love and that. I hope that the, I hope the crowd noise doesn't obscure all that, because there's a level of that that we're never going to get again. We're never going to get a circumstance like this again, hopefully, where there's no fans in the ballpark. So let's explore some of the positives, and for me that's one of them, potentially. Matt Vaskersian from ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. Last thought would just be that you really ought to, if your wife is really, really that consumed with A-Rod and, and she really wants to be invited to the wedding, you know, there's, there's just nothing wrong with letting A-Rod kind of know that a little bit. Just pimp it. Just ask him, like, hey, dude, look, we'd really like to come. I'd put it more on your wife. Like, hey, look, my wife really wants to come. Me personally, you know, look, dude, we work together. We're cool. But my wife really, really wants to come. Uh, there would be nothing more unseemly than pandering for a wedding invitation. Uh, but, it, but if there is somebody that could do it, it would be me. Uh, Matt Maskersian, it is great to talk to you. Have an awesome weekend. Stay safe driving through that hurricane. And we look forward to when you get back to calling baseball games. Thanks, Matty V.
Good talking, buddy. See ya. You too, man. Always. Matty V, giving the straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Oh, and by the way, feeling great starts with a great shave, and a a great shave starts with Barbasol Shaving Cream. That's Barbasol Shaving Cream, an American classic for over 100 years. You're looking good, America. You're shaving with Barbasol. Check it out. Yeah, shaved it. Shaved it. My uh, 13-year-old daughter saw my attempt at a goatee on my face last night. She walked through the door and she went, go, now, shave. I said, Barbasol, you got it. All right, coming up, the Lakers have landed. Everybody's in. The bubble is coming to life. You know, Patrick Beverly is going to run a whole business out of his hotel room in Orlando. J.R. Smith can't get enough of Instagram Live until the Lakers finally shut him down. You're going to hear why coming up next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Friday afternoon, Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. What is going on, Los Angeles? Southern California and beyond. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. That's Progressive Insurance. Jerry West coming up at 2.30. You don't hear Jerry West all that often on the radio. Believe me, I'm telling you, I had to go deep, deep, deep to call in some favors today. Jerry West coming up at 2.30. And Kevin O'Connell, the offensive coordinator of the Rams, coming up. Later on, one fifty-five this afternoon. So, listen, the Lakers were the last team to get to Orlando. They're in the house. Everybody's ready to roll. And I'm watching or trying. I know you guys probably are too, Bergman, Brawny. I'm sure you guys are following along on Twitter. You're seeing what these guys are doing. I was watching, uh, I was watching Patrick Beverly on a Twitter video where he's, and by the way, I hope it was Twitter. I mean, it could have been Instagram. You know, he may be, too, Twitter might already have passed him by. Like, hey, that's old people, Twitter. I'm on Instagram. But he's got this video where he's walking around his room, and he's like, okay, here's my bed. That's where I'm going to sleep. And uh, here's the light, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to turn that on. And then here's the TV, and it's, uh, I'm going to watch TV. And then, oh, over here by the windowsill, you can, I brought a whole bunch of cool sage and stuff, and I got my candles, and this is kind of my own personal stuff over here. And then Patrick Beverly walks over to the closet. And I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, but he, he opens the door to the closet. Why would you have seen it? Did, did, has everybody seen this video? I doubt it. I'm describing it. He walks to the closet. He opens the closet. And inside the closet, he's got like, I would say maybe 100 white polo T-shirts. You could see the brand name, polo. He's got 100 white T-shirts, about. And I thought it was like 50 in one part of the closet and 50 in the other part of the closet. And he's actually telling everybody, yo, when all you dudes need white T-shirts, come see me because I got them. That's right. I'm selling these white T-shirts because all you dudes, day after day, going to be wearing the same stuff. You're all going to be looking for a white T-shirt. Come see your boy, Patrick Beverly. I got the white T-shirts. I was like, wow, that took a lot of thought. Like, you know, I'm going to create a little business while I'm there, and I'm going to just sell these T-shirts. I'm going to get all these rich guys who just want a brand-new, fresh white T-shirt to pay me. I thought that was pretty interesting. I also thought J.R. Smith was really interesting. Like, dude, you just got signed by the Lakers. Most of us remember you from that game when you're playing with Cleveland and you held the ball at the end of the game in the 2000 NBA Finals against the Warriors, and LeBron was looking at you like, what are you doing? Are you stupid? Look at the clock. How do you know where it's the? You don't know what the situation is in the game. Like LeBron was looking at J.R. Smith that way. And J.R. Smith, let me play some of this for you. This is an Instagram live video that he did yesterday. 
J.R. Smith is doing this Instagram Live, and all he's doing is fetching about the fact that he doesn't like the blankets. There ain't no blankets for him in his hotel room. Bronny, play this. Yeah, they ain't giving you no blanket, bruh. <laughs> they ain't giving you no blanket, though. Bruh. They got no blanket. Yeah, ain't got no blankets, you know? And it's like, okay, all right, well... You know, dude, they just signed you. You've been out of the league for a couple of years. You know, you kind of walk into a peach situation, right? I mean, you got LeBron. You got a chance at redemption with LeBron. You got a championship caliber club. I mean, come on, dude, really? And then then he keeps going. He got he got more to complain about. Here, here's a little more of J.R. Smith. He don't like the food. Play it. And some of these dudes, 30, 40, 50 million a year. You want this to eat this but then be over there crying, talking about somebody can't stay healthy and they body breaking down and all this other shit. <sighs> just saying, bro. I'm just can't. I'm just saying, you want a Ferrari to run like a Ferrari because you pay for it as a Ferrari, but you keep gassing it up with and a Chrysler. That's just me, dog. That's whatever, man. Y'all do what y'all want to do. I'm just happy to be back, baby. <laughs> just happy to be back, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I was like, I'm happy to be back, too. Like, hey, man, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. I was sitting at home. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't making any money. Hadn't played in the NBA in the last couple of years. Thanks for calling. Really appreciate it. And I wasn't really sure. Is he the Ferrari now? Or is he the Chrysler now? I mean, is he the Chrysler that needs Ferrari food so he becomes a Ferrari? Or is he a Ferrari that they're feeding Chrysler food and he's going to become a Chrysler? Did that make any sense? I'm not sure. JR, though. Last chance and he's talking, and he's talking, and then finally somebody from the Laker organization, I don't know who it is, it's somebody in PR, maybe it's Jeannie herself, hey, I'm watching your Instagram live, you're just talking way too much, we don't really like it, we just signed you, you're probably not going to play that much, we don't think yet, and so maybe you could stop this, and that's when J.R. Smith is like, oh, oh, okay, hold on, I, I gotta go, here, play it. Eat Lunchables, Mikey, you're <laughs> food by the foot, like I'm 15 like you. Oh, man. They mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Just got the text. Exposing too much <sighs> Gotta go. My bad. Dude, please, just come in and help us practice, okay? That's, that's all we need from you. Okay, we lost Avery Bradley. We signed you. We're not so much sure how you're going to play. I mean, where are you going to really fit in? You haven't played in a couple years. We got all these other guys. Dude, just, just do us a favor. Come in and help us practice. Is that so hard? Anyway, I'll say this. I thought this bubble idea, and Bergman, I'm going to tell you something. I thought this bubble concept was the greatest idea on the planet. I thought you take all these guys, you put them together, you, 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 you get rid of outside influences, you concentrate, you focus, you zone. I thought this was the greatest idea. The more I see of what's going on in the bubble, the more I see people, you know, Joel Embiid shows up in a full-blown hazmat suit. Then he's complaining he's going to lose 50 pounds. Everybody's bitching about the food already. It's like, dude, um, I'm wondering how many of these guys can truly keep their focus. Oh, and by the way, is it such that the Lakers, being the older team, everybody says, oh, the Lakers, they're the older team, they're experienced. They got, they got guys who are married, they got kids, they've already partied, they've done their thing. Is it possible that those guys... No, no wives, no kids, no car, no, no, your own bed, no, your own house. Can they focus in that to me is going to be the hardest part? Cause as I watch all these videos from there, I, I wonder 
who can actually concentrate versus who's going to get freaked out like, oh my God, I got to get out of this place. I wonder if that does give the Lakers a mature, experienced club some advantage. What do you say? Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, by having guys like LeBron and AD that are there to be, that are the leaders of this, and they know what it takes, well, at least LeBron knows what it takes to get this done, being to the finals eight times, then or it was eight times in a row, nine times, I think, overall. But he knows what it takes to do it. He's going to keep all those guys in line, and I think they know what's at stake. So I think it's going to be difficult to keep people all inside that bubble, but, I mean, these videos are one thing that are – I get it. Like the first two days when you had to quarantine, the, the food wasn't all that great. I get it. But really, if you take all that food where it's all separated into tiny little boxes and things, but you put it all on one plate, you got a nice little meal there. I mean, I saw some good chicken in there. I saw a steak. I mean, this wasn't anything bad. I saw like it looked like um, uh, garlic mashed potatoes. That's delicious food. <laughs> You, you like a garlic mash, do you? I do. I love a garlic mash. So, you know, if you give me some garlic mashed potatoes and some steak and some chicken, I'm good. And, it, like, the salads look good. I don't know. I mean, you know I what your problem is? You, you want to know what your problem is? Let me tell you your problem. Okay. Your problem is you're a Chrysler, man. Oh, these, that's these right. These guys are Ferraris. That's what he's saying. That's what JR is saying. Like, I'm a Ferrari, dude. You don't give me regular unleaded. You give me the, the super price stuff, the 91 octane. I need the high intensity stuff here. I'm an I'm a thirty million dollar a year Ferrari basketball player. I'm not I, I can't be eating, you know, garlic mashed potatoes and chicken <laughs> right. like it's from a banquet. Come on, man. Come on now. But like I wonder what what do you think was the actual text that he got? Was it the text being like, hey, just shut it down? Or was it like too, you're you're saying too much? Or was just like stop? It was what like do you think that do, text looked like. It was like, hey, who are you? That that was the text. Who are are you? Are are you LeBron? Are you AD? Are you, are you the spokesperson for our club? Are did we ask you to do? It was this like a a media directive? Like it's going to be on Lakers.com. Hey, come hang out with J.R. Smith. Let him show you around all the amenities of his place. Like this wasn't like team sanctioned. It was like, dude, you're seeming to be like a lot. You're, you're kvetching a lot, man. You I know? love the word kvetching, by the way. You don't hear that on radio very often. Well, so you should great. hear it, especially in Los Angeles. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> hey, it's time for some straight talk. Even though most live sports are on hold now, we keep talking about that. Big wireless companies haven't stopped playing those games. You know, they're always trying to lock you up into an overpriced contract. With straight talk wireless, no contracts. It runs on America's best networks, same as big carriers, for up to 50% less. 45 bucks a month gets you an unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G, you might miss sports, but don't play games. You're going to lose. Straight talk wireless, no contracts, no compromise. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. So this morning, I'm watching SportsCenter, right? It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I'm watching SportsCenter, and I see an interview with Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes is in Lake Tahoe. And I go, okay, so is ESPN just catching up to him because he's on vacay in Lake Tahoe? Does he have a vacation home up there? What's going on? Wait a second. Could this be the time of year with the Celebrity Golf Championship? And then I realized Patrick Mahomes is, in fact, in Lake Tahoe for the Celebrity Championship. Later on in the day, I've got CNBC on, and Charles Barkley is doing an appearance on Power Lunch, and he's talking about social unrest and, and all kinds of issues, because you know people just love to hear Charles Barkley talk about anything. And, and Barkley is, uh, is talking from, from Lake Tahoe, from this golf tournament. And I'm thinking, wait a second. 
we're trying to figure out how to get baseball back. We're trying to figure out if the bubble's going to work. Every Is football going to be able to come back? Can you exchange jerseys after a game? And yet nobody has even brought up, how are they doing this? How have they taken all of these superstar celebrities and brought them to Lake Tahoe to play in a celebrity golf championship? I thought we were shutting everything down. I want to talk about this. Who's there and why are they there? Let me talk about this. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on ESPN Radio appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I know it's been a crazy week. Actually, I've had a monster week. This has been a monster, monster week. I'll tell you a little bit more about why coming up. But I will say that uh, I was pretty surprised this morning to see that Patrick Mahomes was in Lake Tahoe and that Charles Barkley was in Lake Tahoe, and it never really occurred to me, oh, yeah, this is when they play the Celebrity Golf Championship. And Barkley was on CNBC this afternoon, and um, he was promoting the event. And, you know, the CNBC people were promoting the event. They're like, yeah, hey, it's on our channel this weekend, so, you know, watch it. And so Barkley's there, and I go, whoa, wait a second, man. That's really strange to me, you know? Like, everybody's still trying to figure out how it's all going to work. And and the PGA Tour came back in basketball. I've been talking about it. Jerry West is coming up at 2.30. We'll talk more about it. The bubble life, right? Everybody's thinking about it, and we're watching videos, and people are complaining about the food. And, and we're, we're just all super curious, how is this all going to happen? I'm curious as in, wow, they're going to play the Celebrity Golf Championship Really? So everybody's got to leave where they're at. They got to fly to Lake Tahoe. They got to stay in, in, in Harvey's. They got to, they got to be out on the golf course together. And by the way, Bergman, I don't know if you've looked at this list of people here. I mean, they have got a list superstar celebrities. Um, I love some of the pairings here. You got Patrick Mahomes playing with Travis Kelsey and Charles Barkley. So, oh, wow. That's a, that's a great pairing. This is like essential workers. Like these three celebrity golfers must golf. We have to have them golf. It's essential. Jerome Bettis, Eddie George, and Terrell Davis. I mean, talk about three great running backs all playing together. How about that one? That's a that's a pretty dang good one, especially if you're a football fan. I don't know who Marty Fish, uh, but I do know who Canelo Alvarez and James Blake are. By the way, James Blake is a buddy of mine who is an amazing guy. Do you know who James Blake is? He, uh, the tennis player. Yeah, was number four in the world. Never won a Wimbledon or a U.S. Open, but made it to the quarterfinals. But he elevated to number four in the world. Years later, he's in New York City, and he's uh, going to cover the U.S. Open, working for, I think it's the Tennis Channel. And he's standing there, you know, texting on his phone, and some guy comes and tackles him. Turns out it was New York police officers, uh, mistaken identity. And thankfully for, for James, there was security video, and he's been very outspoken through all of the social unrest that we've talked about. So James Blake is up there. Okay, that's interesting. What do you think uh, of this one? Go ahead. Uh, it's Tony Romo, Larry Fitzgerald, and Jerry Rice. Now, oh. do you think that Tony Romo calls everybody's shot before they hit him? Good question. Good question. It's like um, you, you know, you're Jerry Rice. you got 220 to go. And uh, and there's Tony Romo just predicting what's going to happen before it happens. <laughs> He's going to slice this one into the trees over there, and it's going to going to go right between uh, a, a waterway and then a, a land on the on the cart path. How about this one? How about Steph Curry, Dad Del Curry, and Aaron Rodgers? That would be fun. I think that would be a really fun one just to hear the trash talk between Steph and his dad. 
about Aaron Rodgers, though? I mean, where did he come from in all of this? That's a cool pairing. I would love to hear that. How about John Smoltz, Greg Maddox, and Roger Clemens as a crew? See, that's one of those ones. So Greg Maddox, I would like to be in that for Greg Maddox. However, John Smoltz absolutely hates the Dodgers, and he proved it in the playoffs for the last couple of years. And so I would be very anti being in that group just for the Smoltz part of it. Here's one, Mark Mulder, Jack Wagner, and Derek Lowe. And Jack Wagner, who I used to love on Beverly Hills 90210, old school, got it, okay, fine. But Jack Wagner, he can play. He can actually play with all these guys. How about the USC pairing? Reggie Bush, Carson Palmer, Marcus Allen. How's that? I'm a UCLA guy, so that has no interest for me whatsoever. Well, that's that's unfortunate then. Um, here's a good one. Here, how about this one? Alfonso Ribeiro. You know who Alfonso Ribeiro is? I do, and I need you to ask Mason about it in Crosstalk because he has a great Alfonso Ribeiro story. Alfonso Ribeiro is an interesting dude, man. I'm telling you. like He comes down to San Diego, and he puts on this golf tournament every year, and he's as normal as they come, and it's not like a big Hollywood glitzy gala, you know, uh, $250,000 a table deal. I mean, it's real, real down-home stuff. I like Alfonso Rivero. I'm okay with that. Rob Riggle. You guys know who Rob Riggle is? Yeah, funny guy. Very yeah. funny guy. Yeah. And uh, and Ray Romano. Not yeah. a huge Ray Romano guy. I don't know. I've always liked Ray Romano. There was just something like every every guy about him that was and he was still funny and he was a sports guy. So yeah, I, I like Ray Romano. These um these celebrity golf tournaments, let me tell you something. I've been to these things before, not as a celebrity, like meaning like I brought a radio show there and interviewed the celebrities. Um, I want to be there as an invited celebrity. I want to play golf with Oscar De La Hoya. Hey, look, I'm looking at all these these uh, threesomes. There's one twosome, Doug Flutie, Jim McMahon. I'll play with those guys. I don't care. So I want to be the golfer, but I'm not. I'm the radio guy that brings the radio show that interviews the golfers. But let me tell you a true story, that when you go to this celebrity golf tournament in Lake Tahoe and you're around all these A-listers, at night there's parties and things, and you could be standing at the bar with Oscar De La Hoya. You could be dancing on the dance floor without your shirt on with a bottle of vodka in your hand, dancing with Charles Barkley. That can happen. Now, I know it sounds outlandish, and I know you think I'm out of my mind. Someday, maybe I'll write a book on all this stuff, but that is the kind of stuff you can find yourself in if you go there, which brings me to the entire point, which is this. You mean to tell me that basketball has spent an absolute fortune creating a bubble? Major League Baseball has taken forever to try and figure out this situation? The PGA Tour was the first one back. The NHL is still trying to get back. Football thinks they're powering through. But celebrity golf must go on? I'm shocked that all of these sports celebrities have all descended upon Lake Tahoe to play in this event. I had no idea how important this event was. They're like, no, we're not canceling that. Like, what do you think about the college football season? Like, well, we're kind of thinking we better just maybe play like a conference schedule. What do you think? You think the celebrity golf tournament should be canceled this year? Probably so. No, no, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. The celebrity golf tournament goes on. That powers through. We do not live without the celebrity golf tournament. I think we could have lived without it. I mean, golf is just a much easier sport to kind of social distance in, right? You can have your own carts. You you have your own clubs. You stay away from everybody for the most part on the golf course. seems like that's a little bit easier to do. I can tell you this right now. If they polled everybody and they said, hey, you guys, we're just going to wrap this up and we'll, we'll bring it back next year, all the celebrities have been like, no, no, no. No, this is my favorite thing of the year. Don't, don't do that. I mean, Steph Curry's like, bubble? I'm not going to no bubble. I'm going to Lake Tahoe to play golf. Let LeBron go to the bubble. Did you know 
that right now, Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. Of course you didn't know that. That's why we're telling you. That's on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Visit Geico.com to learn more. Geico.com to learn more. Coming up. So Richard Sherman, my favorite NFL football player. Richard Sherman, pretty much the first guy to give you some strong opinions about the NFL's post-game jersey swap policy. Let me get to Richard Sherman's comments coming up. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. What is going on, everybody? How are you today? Friday afternoon. What do you got going on this weekend? I'm going to try and fix my really bad tan. I can tell you that right now. I happened to be last week, 4th of July, up in Mammoth Lakes, and I had my shirt off, which is something I don't do in public, although I do want to see Steve Mason's tattoo. And um, I was on a little boat, just me and my girlfriend, and the sun just beat down on me. And I, I stood up, and I swear to you, I have a sunburn, even still all these days later, that looks like the American flag. I'm red, white, red, white. I'm kind of trying to get committed to fixing that this weekend. So ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's home quote explorer, quote and buy all online at progressive.com. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN, day five on a 10-day contract. And one of the things I want to talk about right now is because coming up, Kevin O'Connell, the offensive coordinator of the Rams, will be here. I want to talk a little bit about the Rams and, and also what it's like to be – Have you must know somebody like this, right? They got a dream job. It's January. Wow, the calendar year switch, 2020 is going to be awesome. I got this amazing job. It's been, I've been working for this forever, and I finally got the job. And then February comes, and people are hearing about corona, but no one's taking it seriously quite yet. And then, boom, March happens and shutdown and quarantine and people lose jobs and economy tanks for a while, even though the stock market is still just, I still don't get it. But whatever, the thing is, is that that was Kevin O'Connell. It's like, wait a second, I, I lost a job as a coordinator with the Redskins. Or can I say that? Washington. And um, I got this new job with the Rams. I'm super excited because I get to work with McVeigh and this staff, and I get to come back to Southern California, which is where I'm from. And Jared Goff's a good young player. And even though Gurley's gone now and, and some other pieces are missing, but hey, look, I, I'm excited. But then you can't do the job or you can't do the job the way you thought you were going to have to do the job. So now you got to adjust. And you're like, I got the job I wanted to get, and I thought it was going to be awesome, and then everything changed, so I had to figure out how to do the job. I'm going to talk to Kevin O'Connell about that coming up in a matter of moments. So the NFL, as you may have heard by now, is contemplating that after games, one of the ways we really want to keep our players safe is we want to make sure that the, tradi the tradition after the game of removing your jersey and handing the jersey to your pal and standing there and taking pictures, we're not going to do that anymore. Not going to do that. And Richard Sherman, who is like my favorite player in the NFL, kid from South Central L.A., goes to Stanford, becomes a superstar in the NFL, switches positions along the way from receiver to DB, becomes one of the best DBs in football, becomes a champion, and is probably, you talk about activism. You know, besides what Colin Kaepernick had done, Richard Sherman has probably been 
the most strongly opined NFL player there is in the last probably five years or so, if not longer. So Richard Sherman, though, says, look, this whole policy of of saying to players that you cannot exchange jerseys after games is so stupid. Let me get this straight. And I'm Richard Sherman here. I'm paraphrasing, you know. He actually said, quote, this is a perfect example of the NFL thinking in a nutshell. Players can go engage in a full contact game and do it safely. However, it is deemed unsafe for them to exchange jerseys after said game. That's actually what Richard Sherman said. So I was about to paraphrase, but I might as well just quote. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It really is so stupid, right? Like you're going to take 11 guys on one side playing for the 49ers and 11 guys on the other side playing for the Rams. The ball is going to be snapped. Guys are going to be hitting each other, touching each other, swimming over each other, sweating on each other, breathing, coughing, spitting, snotting. You know, all the things that happen in the middle of what you would expect in a professional football game. And after we've touched each other and we've spit all over each other and we've sweat on each other and we're all just gross with each other's germs all over. In the end, Richard Sherman cannot exchange jerseys with Jared Goff. Just can't do it. It's against the rules. Sorry. But I just sweat all over this guy and I just breathed all over him and he picked up my mouthpiece. I mean... Why? I don't understand. Because, hey, these jerseys, they carry a lot of stuff in them, a lot of germs. I don't need you to give your jersey to him. He gets your germs. He goes, puts it in his locker. Okay? Everybody in the locker room's got it now. But you tested me 5,000 times. You you took my temperature before the game. You stuck the, the, the Q-tip up my nose. I'm good. Yeah, but we don't want your jerseys to be exchanged. But But you let us on the field together. We all tested negative. That's why we're here. Yeah, yeah, but the jersey thing, we care about you guys, and we don't want you guys to exchange germs. It is so stupid. It is such a dumb thing to even be talking about. And I appreciate the fact that Richard Sherman comes out and, uh, and takes it to the NFL. Okay, coming up, Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell. First year in this job with the Rams. There's moving pieces on this offense but you're not coaching the way you're accustomed to coaching. You're probably doing it on Zoom calls, just like the rest of us. Kevin O'Connell, Rams offensive coordinator, coming up next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.